And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to a special midweek edition of Head of the Pack. Bill Huber and Matt Schneidman here with you previewing Packers-Jaguars game this Sunday, week 10. What is it now? Wow, this season is flying by. The the Packers are 6-2. Jaguars are 1-7, but as Aaron Jones said today, we just want to get in the playoffs, and it doesn't matter what team comes in, we take them all seriously. But, Bill, what do you expect from this game? Is there any chance the Jaguars do what the Vikings did and come in and, and shock the Packers at Lambeau Field, or do they not even have the guys capable of doing that? Well, there's a movie called Any Given Sunday, so I guess you got to give them a, a fraction of a percent of a chance. But no, Green Bay is... A 13.5 point favorite the last I saw. I believe they will steamroll the Jaguars. No chance. Almost no chance of an upset. <laughs> Got to correct myself. <laughs> I, I, I too think the Packers should win this one pretty easily. Let's start with a couple storylines um, coming out of practice starting today. Zadarius Smith was not present for non injury related reasons, though I am told it is not something that should keep him out for the game. Um, Alan Lazard, Christian Kirksey, Kevin King, and David Bakhtiari are all practicing. The guys who are not practicing are not Jordan Love. Jordan Love's back. Chris Barnes, A.J. Dillon, Rick Wagner, Equinemius St. Brown. And I believe that's it. The Packers are fairly healthy. They're getting back to full health. And how dangerous can this team be? I mean, there are so many injuries around the league, but... It's not an unfair disadvantage to have your guys healthy, although it seems like it this year. But um, I believe the only game that Aaron Jones, or the only games, I should say, that Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams were on the same field at the same time for were week one and week nine. So how dangerous can this team be, especially against the Jaguars defense, with Jones, with Jamal Williams, with Devontae, and with all these guys back, assuming Lazard and Bakhtiari are playing on Sunday? That's amazing. Week one and week nine, I mean, it's true, but gosh, I, I hadn't really thought about it in those terms. That is that is an amazing nugget that, they, that they're six and two in the team that, you know, the kind of the, the feeling out there is they have two playmakers, Jones and Adams, and they're, they're six and two with them barely on the field. That, that is pretty remarkable. And then obviously David Bakhtiari, full participation, Aaron Jones, full participation. You know, you mentioned Lazard practicing. We haven't seen these guys at full strength and that, that they are – third in the NFL in scoring with kind of a mishmash of playmakers, a mishmash of offensive line. Um, it's, it's it's pretty remarkable. And for a guy who's kind of poo-pooed X's and O's and play calling a lot over the years, it, it really does show you the value of a, of a good coach like LaFleur's been. No doubt. I think he's done a terrific job, especially with his quarterback. And I know Aaron Rodgers is always going to get the majority of the credit in this offense, but I think LaFleur deserves some too. For the MVP campaign, Rodgers is on. Where would you put? Uh, you know, these rankings are so subjective. These midseason awards, these midseason um, MVP polls. 
Where would you put Rodgers in that talk right now? I, I think I would put him second to Pat Mahomes and just above Russell Wilson. But you'd be hard-pressed to find many people, if any, playing better than him this year. Well, I asked for some um, listener questions a little while ago, and that was one from actually from Ryan Steppen was wondering why Rodgers hasn't been talked about for the MVP. It's amazing. Russell Wilson, I mean, he's an overwhelming favorite. Um, he's kind of slipped back a back, slipped back a bit after the Buffalo game. But how do you not put Rodgers at least even with them? I mean, Seattle's got they got Lockett, they got Metcalf, they've got a good of a receiver combination as, as there is in the NFL, and Carson's a good running back, and neither team plays any defense. So it strikes me that Seattle's got probably has a better supporting cast around Wilson than Rodgers has. Um, but they're both they both got the same record. They're both scoring a million points. I, I don't know how you. Maybe it's just that Wilson hasn't won the award before, so he he's getting the maybe that's the thinking. It's 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 time. Not that not that that should matter, but maybe, maybe that's what it is. But that Rodgers has him getting more love for this is pretty amazing. It is, and uh, this narrative that R- Russell Wilson has never received an MVP vote is kind of tired because it's not you can't vote for more than one person for MVP. It's not like people vote for their top five each year, and Russell Wilson doesn't have a vote. The people who vote, which is not me. Um, only have one vote. So has there been a year that Russell Wilson has been the clear-cut favorite? I don't know. I don't think so. And, and that's why he hasn't gotten a vote yet. So I think you could definitely make a case for him. You can make a case for Mahomes. You can make a case for Rodgers. I think those are the three. It'll come down to if this season continues on its current trajectory that, it, that it's currently on. Um, one of the guys that interests me on the Jaguars switching sides here a little bit is James Robinson, the undrafted rookie running back from Ball State. He's currently sixth in the NFL in rushing with 580 rushing yards, 4.4 yards per carry, five rushing touchdowns. This guy is a guy that I think, if the Jaguars have any chance of keeping it close, is a guy that could do some damage, especially given the, the weaknesses of this Green Bay run defense. You were on Doug Marone's call earlier, and, and I saw he, Marone was asked, you know, how did guys miss on him? How did they miss on him? What did Marone have to say about that? Um, because people miss on everybody. That was basically what he said. He's, you know, he's a, he's a smaller school guy, so that that was part of it. Um, you know, the, the the impressive thing here is, I mean, they got here's a guy with, with no preseason, so they, they don't have a whole lot to judge the guy on. So you got this undrafted free agent. And, and they get rid of Leonard Fournette before the season starts, right? Yep. So they, they, they decided to go for it with James Robinson. And, and here is he is. There are 18 running backs drafted. He was not among them. And only the Chiefs' Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has more rushing yards than Robinson. That's only by, I think, either six or eight. It's been six, yeah. Six yards. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Now, some of that is the Jaguars probably stink, right? I mean, <laughs> and the, the ball's got to go somewhere. That's, that's probably just part of it. But he's... You know, look at the pro football focus stuff. He's he's broken a lot of tackles. Um, if if the plays block for two or three, he usually gets four or five, and those those are big yards. You know, it's kind of the Jamal Williams thing that he he gets more than is there. Catches the ball pretty well. He is he's really been their saving grace for an offense that's been pretty bad and doesn't have much of a quarterback. And they got a couple of receivers, but he's he's been really good. And it, it just showed. You know, I'm I'm a big draft guy, Matt. But I, and that's why I love the draft is you, you just never know. There's this guy who not a, nobody's considering a decent prospect, apparently, but here he is, like you said, sixth in the NFL in rushing. Yeah, I, th- I think he's definitely going to be someone to watch. The Jaguars have a couple playmakers on both sides of the ball. DJ Shark yep. um, at wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault, the, the wide receiver that a lot of people wanted Packers to take. 
um, out of Colorado in the draft. And then Josh Allen, the outside linebacker, Josh Allen, not the quarterback for the Bills, and Miles Jack, the linebacker. Obviously, there's been this mass exodus of um, Calais Campbell and Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville, and they're a completely different depleted team. And who knows, this could be Doug Marone's last game coaching the Jaguars if the, if the Packers blow them out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Another interesting tie to this game, speaking of offensive players on the Jaguars, the Packers have a lot of them from the Jaguars, I should say. So I think the Jaguars deserve some credit for the Packers' offensive success. Matt LaFleur talked about it a little bit this morning. The Jaguars let Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, tight end Mercedes Lewis, running back Tyler Irvin, and wide receiver Alan Lazard go. Uh, obviously three of those players, well, Lewis wasn't cut. He was just uh, not re-signed. And then Lazard and Irvin were cut. And these guys have kind of resuscitated their careers in Green Bay. So uh, how <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was asked, do the Packers need to send a, a thank you note down to Jacksonville for all these little X-factor pieces that have made their offense what it is? That was a good line, but it's not as good as how you asked the question to LaFleur, though. <laughs> that, was actually, that was actually far better. <laughs> well, he he took it. He thought I was thinking, how much credit do uh, the guys on your team that have come from Jacksonville deserve for your offensive success? I was talking about how much do the Jaguars deserve for your offensive success? <laughs> but he gave a really long answer, regardless. And um, but yeah, I, I th- what do you think of just those guys as as role players? I guess quickly go through each of them and and kind of what they mean to the team and what the guys said about them today. Well, man, I think everybody knows Mercedes. I mean, Lafleur comes here wanting to run the football, and and Lewis is the guy who's just as he's as pleased as punch, you might say, to to do all that dirt. He loves to block. Rodgers loves. Him. I mean, he. I think that's a big thing too. Is Rodgers is thirty six. I think Lewis is thirty six or seven. You know, there's not many guys of that age around here for Rodgers to really connect with. You know, it's. There is that age gap when your quarterback is 36 and all the other starters are not all, but to exaggerate, they're all they're all 26. So I think having that old head, as I like to say, I, I think that's a big thing for Rodgers just to have that. You know, a he's a leader, but b there's there's some common ties there. So I think that's big. I mean, Irvin, you know, we talked about this last week. I, I just can't believe that nobody thought Tyler Irvin could play offense. I'm talking about the Texans. His first three and a half years, or his first three years, he played a half season in Jacksonville and got cut. The Jacksonville never gave him the football. And he's turned into this real factor for Green Bay. And then Nathaniel Hackett, who gets fired about two-thirds of the way, three-quarters of the way through the 2018 season, is now coordinating the number three scoring offense in the league. It's it's, it's pretty amazing that the Jaguars are god-awful and three guys who could help him. 
Um, and obviously Al Lazard too, who's kind of wasting away on the practice squad and the Packers poached him in I think late December of 2018. Um, some pretty strong moves. Matt, who is your Jacksonville slash Packers MVP? My Jacksonville Packers MVP is, ooh, that's a great question. I would say Lazard, but he hasn't played this season really. I, I'll, I'll go Mercedes Lewis. He's a lot, real locker room guy. He's caught two touchdowns this year. He only had one in the last two years combined. And he keeps Aaron Rodgers happy. <laughs> and that's the most important thing, I think. Speaking of Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers gave a phenomenal answer on him. And he knows exactly what he's saying when he says this. <laughs> He's, he's complimenting Hackett and, and the job he's done in this offense, even though he's not the play caller. And at the end of his answer, he says, I love him. I hope he stays. But if he doesn't, or, or shoot, I have to get the exact quote. He said something like, uh, here, let me get it. Okay, so he said, I love him. I hope he doesn't go anywhere unless I do. And the grin that came across <laughs> his face was incredible because he knows the sh- debate shows and and headline writers are going to salivate at that um, kind of alluding. There was a report the other day that Hackett's in contention for the next Falcons gig, and Rodgers knows what he's doing. He's poking fun at the fact that if, if Hackett leaves, Rodgers wants to go, or if Rodgers goes somewhere, he wants Hackett to come with him. So, uh, I mean, over, under on how many stories are written about that quote tomorrow. Oh, goodness, man. It's ter- Our business stinks, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, there are so many people who are going to see that. Then it becomes like a game of telephone. Like, the people who are actually paying attention or actually present saw the big smile on his face. And then, then it'll be written. And then everybody else is going to write the story without our mention of the smile. And then, and then, you know, someone mentioned on Twitter to me, jokingly, that it'll be on um, Skip Bayless's show tomorrow. You know, it's, it's the way it goes. But, yeah, Rogers... Rogers um, definitely enjoying poking the bear on that one because he knows he knows it's going to get people riled up, and that was mostly probably all in fun and games. I think so. Maybe half half being serious. Um, how many questions we got? You want to get to some questions? Sure, let's do it. We don't have a whole lot. Okay. Um, because I didn't ask in time, but here we go. So actually, this is from Seamus. With the potential hit that the cap is taking next season. Who do you think become the odd man or parentheses men out when it comes to these contract extensions? So we're talking guys who are due for contract extensions that I don't think we'll get them or guys that yeah, could probably be... for agency too, I think. Okay. I, I was thinking, you know, uh, guys who could be cap casualties to free up some space like Preston Smith. But I think Bakhtiari is a sure thing to stay here, whether it's on the franchise tag or the extension. I think Kevin King would be the odd man out. This season was all about him showing he could stay healthy and play well again. And when he's healthy, he can be good. But the best ability is availability. And he has not been available. So I think his stock has gone down. As much as I hate to say it, I think Aaron Jones' stock has gone down um, in in terms of the the priority they put on re-signing him. Because without him, Jamal did just fine. Tyler Irvin did just fine. And... You can get by in this league with second-tier running backs, um, especially ones like Jamal and Tyler Irvin, and you can get them for a lot cheaper. Yeah, I agree. With you. I, I think Bakhtiari needs to be the priority just because it's, it's such a premier and premium position. And, and you know, the, the one thing about not making any moves at the trade deadline is there is a little bit of cap space left over, so maybe you can get an extension done and and make that year, you know, put some of that early contract onto this year's cap. Make, have him play for cheap in 2021 then then pay him in 2022. So I think there's opening. And I will say on Kevin King with him hurt again, maybe his 
value goes down so much that he becomes a cheap resign. Possible. I could see that happening. That they, they certainly would be a better defensive backfield with him and Jair back there for the long term. Absolutely. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit DirecTV.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, Jacob Westendorf wants to know, offense is good enough to win a ring. What defensive player has to raise his level of play the most to get that side of the ball to a good enough championship-level unit? I just mentioned him. I think it's Preston Smith. He had 32 quarterback pressures, according to PFF, through eight games last year. He has 10 this year through eight games. He has one sack this year, had seven through these many games last year. Zedarius is going to make his splash plays here and there. He's got a couple uh, strip sacks and fumble recoveries this year. He has seven sacks. That's tied for third in the league. Preston needs to pick up his end of the bargain on the other side, or else teams can just shift all their protection to Zedarius. Can't argue with that. I will throw out the name Kenny Clark, though, too. Um, he has not done a whole lot. And obviously, the, the good reason or the big reason for that is the injury. But now that he's knocked off some of that rust, he needs to be that impact player where I mean, you know how it is, man. The best pass rushers, A, it's the edge rushers, but B, you have to have that interior push. Otherwise, the quarterback just steps up in the pocket. I, I, so I, I definitely agree with you. I would say Kenny Clark is in that mix as well. As someone Him really too, needs to, yeah. To step forward. That's a good one. Um, I have no idea. Splackleville is what Ooh. this guy's name is. Is it? And this, is, this is actually a question for you, Matt, since you are at practice. Is it too soon for Lazar to be activated? And same question for Kirksey. I think now would be the week you think they are. They still have another week after this to be activated, but um, we've seen how conservative the Packers can be with resting their star players who are who are dealing with injuries. You know, Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Kenny Clark, and Lazard and Kirksey are two key pieces of this team. Now, LaFleur would never admit it, but do they give them an extra week since the Packers are playing the Jaguars and then have them back ready to play the Colts in Indy next Sunday. Sure, I could see that happening. Now, when LaFleur was asked uh, before the Falcons game if he would sit Devontae and Kenny because it was the Falcons, he said, no, no, we don't care about the opponent. Then he sat Devontae and Kenny against the Falcons. Or, or, or he said, because the bye week was coming up, you know, we only consider how they're doing health-wise, no other external factors. But that's a lie. We know that. That's just coach speak. Yep. So, so I think um, we could see them play this weekend, but I would think it's more likely we see them against the Colts uh, because then they have more time to heal and the Packers can probably still get by the Jaguars. Yep, totally agree with that. Although I, I will say I think Kirksey's return maybe takes on some more more importance with, with Barnes on the COVID list. And, you know, Kamal Martin, I mean, he's <laughs> you want to go in the game with Kamal Martin and, and Ty Summers as your guys. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that the chance to buy some more time maybe helps you out there. No um, I know we kind of talked about Aaron Jones a while ago, but David Davis wants to know, leaning toward yes or no on Aaron Jones being a Packer next year. Oof. That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Or, or maybe the $12 million question. I think what I think will happen and what I think should happen are two different answers. I think he will be re-signed. But if I had to put on my unbiased Russ Ball hat, I would say they should not re-sign him and instead focus 
on on doing whatever they can to keep Bakhtiari in the fold. Um, perhaps, eh, probably not Lindsley, but perhaps use some of that money to keep Jamal as well. That that would be risky. Bring or or use some of that money to entice Jamal to stay. Give him some starters money, I should say. Um, obviously, we love talking Aaron Jones. He's a great guy, but. I just don't know if it makes sense to pay him given what the Packers can get elsewhere. Like you look at teams like the Saints and the Vikings. Those teams are built behind Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. Like those two are the MVPs of those teams. Those guys deserve those contracts. I'm not saying Aaron Jones doesn't deserve the contract, but the Packers can get production from elsewhere. And I think if they're smart, they will. Yeah, you're probably right. And you hate to give away guys who... um elite guys. I mean, guys who make those splash plays. I mean, Aaron Jones can win a football game for you. I mean, I, I think he's a guy that defensive coordinators are genuinely worried about um, Monday through Saturday. I'm not so sure that anyone's worried about Jamal Williams, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I just think the financial realities and the fact that they use a second round pick on a running back, I, I don't know. I'm not sure why you would keep him, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, he's a fantastic player, but there are just so many extenuating circumstances um, that it seems like a challenge. Um, gosh, where'd that last one go? Gosh, John, it anyways. Oh, this is the last one. This is from Brian Tundra Walker, double zero. I'd like to keep on, on a, a funny one to end it on. If a $50 bill gets thrown on the ground, which Packers media member wins their scrum for it? Ooh, that's a fantastic question. Let's say we all have the same desire to get said $50. Um, I would like to think that I could be the quickest just because I'm the youngest, but I'm definitely not the strongest. So that would be an issue for me. I would just have to get there first and get out of there before someone else is able to muscle me off it. So I'll say me. I'm going to go for me. Okay. Dang, this is All right. <laughs> Only because Christmas is coming. I've got two kids. $50. My, my son wants, it's a Star Wars thing. It's Legos. It's called the 501st Battle Pack, and it costs like 30 bucks. So if I get $50, it's almost two of those. And while I'm not fast anymore, I do have dad strength. So I feel pretty good about <laughs> that. So I, I will go for me just because of the – I'm, I'm very motivated. You know, athletes are great when they're motivated. I'm motivated when it comes to that 50 bucks. That's a good point. Yep, there you go. That's what I got for you, Matt. That's our, that's our reader questions. There you go. Well, hey, we'll keep it short and sweet for you guys. We'll talk to you after the game on Sunday. You know where to find Bill at SI. I'm over at The Athletic. Nice quick 20-minute episode for your uh, weekend listening before kickoff. And we'll talk to you after the game on Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.